It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia. The Mets lose two out of three to the Angels of Anaheim. Major credit to Shohei Otani. I don't think any of us saw this coming. We figured Otani with the UCL injury was not going to play this weekend. In fact, I think the Angels had even said they were shutting him down from hitting for a few days, and then maybe he would return later in the season, but Shohei's a gamer. And so Shohei Otani knew he's coming to New York City. He's coming to Queens. I want to play. And he goes out and plays all three games of this series. He tears the cover off of the ball. He breaks a scoreboard in right field on a foul ball. He gave the fans, who have, some of which have never seen Shohei Otani play, he gave him a show. So kudos to Shohei Otani. That's the old Michael Jordan thing. So Michael Jordan would say, I got to play every game hard because you never know who's in the stands and has never seen me play before. And there were definitely thousands of people at City Field over the weekend that had never seen Shohei Otani play. And while they didn't get to see him pitch, and we may not have to get to see him pitch for a long time, you did certainly get to see him hit. And Shohei put on a show. As far as the Mets are concerned, I mean, listen, there, there are very few things worth watching as this season enters the final month. On Friday night, we saw one of the few things that's worth watching, and that's Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga has had a tremendous rookie season. I think he's given us a lot of hope moving forward into year two, where he's probably going to be the ace of the team, depending on what they do during the offseason. But he had another really solid performance against this Angels team. He clearly didn't want Otani to beat him, which was obvious from the get-go. He pitched him very, very carefully. But Kodai, again, gives you a performance that makes you feel pretty damn good about what he can be next season. And, you know, I don't know if the ace is the right word. Ace is a strong word. I don't know if there are many aces in Major League Baseball right now, but he goes into the seventh inning. He strikes out 10 guys. He's got a low three ERA. It really has been a great rookie season for Kodai Senga. For all the bad that we've witnessed in 2023, and it'll mostly be remembered for bad, I think we have to be thrilled at what we've seen from Kodai Senga and what he's done for this team. Problem is the offense couldn't do a damn thing. I mean, the offense was an absolute joke. In the bottom of the seventh inning, I thought they were going to rally. They had first and third, nobody out. And you saw a team that knows they can't score runs sometimes because Danny Mendick on third base, and I have no idea why, tries to score on a very shallow sacrifice fly to left field by Brandon Nimmo. And he's thrown out by a mile and a half. And there were two moments from Friday night's game that made you shake your head. That was one of them. The decision to have Mendick try to score from third on a short fly ball to left field. And the other one, and you want to put this on Buck, that's fine. Nobody knowing how many outs there were was another big issue. On that double play that ended an inning, nobody knew the inning ended except for Tim LeCastro. I mean, think about that. Everybody's staying on the diamond. Everybody's staying on the field thinking, ah, double play. Those are the first two outs of the inning. The only guy who did not have his head completely up his ass was Tim freaking LeCastro. So that's everybody on this roster. There's no one who gets away from this one. Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, uh, everybody. Jonathan Aruz. Nobody had any freaking idea how many outs there were. How the hell does that happen? That Listen, 
I, I, you have to give a pass once in a while to some of the – you play 160-plus games in a season, eventually you're going to have a brain fart. I, I give one brain fart a season. But I will say this much. The Danny Mendick send was more egregious than the double play because I'll tell you this much. That was as bad as the Stanton send. Now, I know that some Yankee fans listen to this podcast, and people know about the the John Constant Stanton send at third base that we that was so bad he walked to home plate. The Mendick send was worse. There was there was no it was like a no doubter. When the guy caught the ball, there was no reason to send him. There was no but, reason to tag up. It was well, the terrible. other thing that made the other thing that made it so bad is that you have Lindor coming up next. You know what I mean? Like the inning, I don't know what Francisco Lindor is going to do at this point, but I've got a better chance of Lindor coming through with a two-out hit than somehow the throw going awry and the runner scoring from third base. It was a terrible send. Uh, mainly because he was going to be out by a mile and a half, but you also had a guy coming up next who had a chance to drive him in. It was a very desperate, desperate play that was incredibly frustrating to watch. The, the not knowing how many outs, the, outs there are thing, that's just head up your ass baseball. And for the entire roster to have it at the exact same time, it was just like, what are, what are we doing? I mean, unless you believe people are looking at each other, and so everybody trusts somebody on that diamond who's clearly staying on the field and no one wants to look like an idiot. So maybe it's Lindor. Lindor is the captain of the team. So maybe everybody sees Lindor staying on the field and the assumption is, well, there, there has to only be two outs. Well, that's the question to you, Evan. And I keep, we've had this multiple times. Is Lindor the real leader? Because I feel like, and we're going to get this later on with, Guys getting hit by pitches. Who is the real leader of this team? Who's the guy that's sending the message? I don't know if there really is one. Well, Lindor is the leader of the team, but Lindor even said after Alonzo got drilled on Saturday and it was asked after the game, hey, what should we do about it? He gave a very honest answer, which is, I don't know. That's what he said. Now, earlier in the season, he had made those comments to Mike Puma of maybe we should have a fight. You know, maybe a brawl would help this team. I think that's a better answer than I don't know. And speaking of the second game of this series, the game the Mets lost 5-3, the game Carlos Carrasco got just destroyed in a night. You know, we could sit here killing Carrasco all day. What's left to say? He's not going to be on the team next year. He should be probably pulled from the rotation before we get to September. Let's just see Joey Lucchese the rest of the way. But Pete Alonso gets drilled by a curveball. It hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> He's obviously pissed about it. What annoyed me was two things. Number one, eventually as a player, what you have to do when you get hit and you're not happy about it is you got to go kick somebody's ass. You just got to go out there and dance. So in the case of Pete Alonso, what was he going to do? Was he going to punch the catcher in the face? That was his really only option because if you look, look at when it happened, and kind of the delayed reaction after he got hit, there was no time for him to actually go out there and get the pitcher. So does he want to beat up Ohapi? I guess. But at some point, that's really the only option. You get hit, dance. You get hit, do something about it. Instead, the Mets take him out of the game. Pete doesn't want to come out of the game, but they take him out of the game. And then the Mets proceed to do nothing. 
they proceed to have no retaliation at all. And if they're not going to retaliate, and they haven't all season long, they pretty much never did it last year either, then really the only course of action is when someone gets hit, in the case of Pete Alonso, has been hit as much as anybody in baseball, you got to go out and beat somebody's ass. And I guess in the case of Pete, because he was stung by that pitch, the timing may not have worked out. But the next time a Met gets hit, and I remember saying this last year on the Rico, the next time a Met gets hit, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter the type of pitch, don't you have to go out there and start a fight? Like, isn't that the answer right now on how the Mets should handle all this? Go out and fight somebody. Yeah, I, I last Rico we did, I basically said, no, we don't want anybody getting hurt. But at this point in time, I don't know what else there is to do because you're right. Like, we've gone through this now for two years where we are one of the most hit teams in baseball and we kind of just are a bunch of pussies. I'm sorry to say that, but that's kind of what we are. The Mets are a bunch of pussies. We sit back, we get hit, and we we kind of yap a little bit, but that's as much as we do. There's no role. There's no let's set a tone. There's no revenge. And that's kind of with the manager. That's Buck. That's kind of on Buck. You look at these other teams. You look at, again, not to go back to the Yankees today, but the Yankees and the, and the Rays. Rose Rainey got hit today, and it was like the worst spot for him to get hit, but yet he wasn't letting go. He stole a couple bases and still was yapping at Abreu and made a freaking thing out of it. And it turned into like two minor, minor bench clearings and something was, nothing was done, but at least it was spoke about. Mets don't even do that. And it doesn't matter intent. It doesn't matter the kind of pitch. It's guys are sick and tired of getting hit. That's what it comes down to. So it's not. Well, that was a curveball. It wasn't going to be hit by a curveball on purpose. That's not even the point anymore. And we've seen that around Major League Baseball whenever this kind of stuff happens. Dude, Pete Pete Alonso got hit in the neck. He got hit in the neck. No, I know. I get it. I get it. And the Mets did nothing about it. Pete did nothing about it, which I don't want to kill him for it, but he didn't do anything about it. And then the team did nothing about it. Team had a chance to retaliate. Team did nothing. Team had a chance to retaliate on Sunday. They did absolutely nothing. They did win the game on Sunday, which was great. Rafael Ortega game-winning hit, super. But they never, ever, 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 ever retaliate.